TSMC shares surged on Friday after optimistic comments for executives at the company's earnings call one day before. TSMC shares soared by 38 NT to hit 626 NT a share, leading the TIEX to gain 453 points and close at 17,681. Foreign investors collectively bought back 80.1 billion NT in shares in what is the second largest net purchase in the bourse's history. The closing bell of the New York Stock Exchange rings and Wall Street closes higher. Chip giant TSMC's American depository receipts rose 9.79% after company executives offered an optimistic outlook for the year. In Taiwan, the company's shares also saw a rebound, with TSMC's stock price soaring by 38 NT to hit 626 NT. The Taiwan stock market opened high at 17,546 and closed 453 points higher at 17,681, led by TSMC. 2024 to be a healthy growth year for TSMC. Let me assure you, we continue to have a technology leadership. We continue to have a broad base of a customer. The CEO's remarks have set the tone for growth. TSMC's market value increased by nearly 1 trillion NT in one day, contributing more than 300 points to the Taiwan stock market. Across the board, shares for electronics, financial and traditional industries went up. Foreign investors collectively bought back 80.1 billion NT in shares, making for the second largest net purchase ever. Three institutional investors bought a combined total of 84.79 billion NT, pushing the trading volume to 423.1 billion NT. The TIEX is once again approaching 18,000 points. In fact, this has already alleviated the risk of the TIEX bottoming out. TSMC's earnings conference yesterday shocked the market. Looking back at Q1 of 2023, in January, the TIEX rose 0.96%, while in February, it hit the highest growth rate of 1.81%. I think that in the short term, 17,151 points can be regarded as the bottom of the current stock market. The Taiwan dollar rallied, rising by 13.1 cents to close at 31.44 NT against the greenback. Analysts are looking to see if the stock market can rally past 18,000 points before the Lunar New Year. According to the Financial Times, many U.S. officials are expected to make visits to Taiwan in the coming months. Among them are pro-Taiwan heavyweights such as Republican lawmaker Mike Gallagher, who chairs the House Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party. DPP lawmaker Wang Dingyu says there will be frequent international visits by U.S. officials this year as supporting Taiwan has become a mainstream opinion in the U.S. Before the election, Lai Qingde's campaign office was filled with visitors every day, many of whom purchased campaign merch and helped the party with donations. But the days of rushing for goodies are over now that the election is passed. The campaign office is closing, and so is the memorabilia shop inside. Lai urged his supporters to head to the venue on the last day on Friday and take photos to remember the campaign by. Though the election is over, Lai's public schedule is packed as can be. 
The day after the election, the U.S. sent a bipartisan delegation of senior former officials to Taiwan. On Thursday, the Financial Times reported that more U.S. lawmakers are set to visit Taiwan in coming weeks in a show of support for Lai. Next week, the top Democrat on the House Foreign Affairs Indo-Pacific Subcommittee, Ami Berra, will visit. And so will Republicans Andy Barr and Mario Diaz-Ballard, who co-chair the Congressional Taiwan Caucus. They will meet with Lai, but not with defeated presidential candidates Ho Yoi or Coenger. The next person to visit will be Republican lawmaker Mike Gallagher. What President Tsai talks about, it's uh, an attempt to get us, to intimidate us and to get us to back down. And who the Speaker of the House meets with on American soil is, quite frankly, none of the CCP's business. Last year in April, President Tsai Ing-wen met with then-U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy during a transit stop in the U.S. Gallagher had attended the meeting as the chair of the Select Committee on the CCP. As a vocal supporter of Taiwan, the Financial Times notes that China is paying close attention to his Taiwan visit. The report adds that more U.S. lawmakers are expected to visit Taiwan for Lai's presidential inauguration on May 20th, as well as to mark the 45th anniversary of the Taiwan Relations Act in March and April. These plans show that Taiwan-U.S. relations remain stable and continue to warm up. It also shows that supporting Taiwan is a mainstream opinion in the U.S. The U.S. is holding general elections this year, so visiting Taiwan and carrying out exchanges with Taiwan is a plus for candidates. In the coming year, there will be more U.S.-Taiwan interactions and more exchanges with Lai Ching-de and Xiaobi Kim. With four months to go until Lai is inaugurated president, Taiwan remains in the international spotlight. Amid security concerns, many countries around the world, including Taiwan, have banned their government's agencies from using the social media app TikTok. In Taiwan, the app has also been criticized as a source of disinformation, especially ahead of elections. To further study and counter disinformation campaigns, the Investigation Bureau inaugurated a new agency on Friday, the Cognitive Warfare Research Center. Premier Chen Jianren says the government will investigate such any risks posed by TikTok with the utmost care. He added that improving the general public's media literacy and conducting campaigns to boost awareness are good ways to counter disinformation. The UN estimates more than a million Rohingya Muslims have fled Myanmar in successive waves. And while most ended up in neighboring Bangladesh, some have taken boats to Indonesia where authorities are now considering using an island once used for resettlement of Vietnamese refugees. Voice of America's Ahadian Udama has more. It's very quiet these days on Galang Island, a small island some 40 kilometers from the main islands of Batam in Indonesia's Riau Islands and only around 84 kilometers from neighboring Singapore. These barracks are the only remaining structure that used to house Vietnamese refugees. There used to be thousands of barracks here, but now only one remains. The others are now destroyed because they are made of wood. 50-year-old Abunawas Tanawolo is a security guard at the former refugee camp and has lived on the island since childhood. He remembers playing with Vietnamese children from the camp and was very close to one family of Vietnamese refugees. From 1979 to 1996, this island was home to Vietnamese refugees fleeing conflict in their homeland, mostly by boat, 
along with some Cambodian and Laotian doing the same. By some estimates, some 250,000 refugees once called this island their temporary home. What remains now are crumbling empty buildings, like this former Indonesian Red Cross Hospital, an old Vietnamese Catholic church, and a cemetery for Vietnamese refugees who died before being able to be resettled. This site is now a memorial and tourist attraction, but the island itself is now finding itself at the center of a debate about a new wave of refugees. Indonesian authorities are now considering Galang Island to house Muslim Rohingya refugees, fleeing Myanmar by boat and arriving in nearby Aceh province in the westernmost parts of the Indonesian archipelago. Some Galang Islanders are concerned about the resettlement proposal. We as locals object to Rohingya refugees being placed here because there will be consequences for us. Because even people in Aceh are uneasy with the presence of Rohingya refugees there. According to data from the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, the number of Rohingya refugees who entered Indonesia via Aceh since November reached more than 1,500 people. Ahadian Utama, VOA News, Batam, Indonesia. Longtime beloved singer Judy Ong has opened an exhibition of her own visual art along with her brother. The veteran singer, who is based in Japan, rarely makes trips back to Taiwan these days. Fans can now see her paintings and carvings at the exhibition as well as tools she uses in the studio. She says she is working on a new album and intends to hold concerts again in Taiwan either later this year or next year. Judy Ong embraces her brother Tsumo on stage. The Japan-based singer has made a special trip back to Taiwan to open an exhibition with her brother. Every place has a beautiful view. All my friends know that I'm searching for beautiful Japanese houses and scenery. He says, this is a good place, that's a good place. Then I go check it out. The ones I saw and really liked are what you see in this exhibition. The works are mostly based on Japanese buildings and gardens. Ong is a long-term resident of Japan and rarely has a chance to come and see fans in Taiwan. She hopes this exhibition will share her life in Japan with her loved ones. She picks up a sculpting knife and focuses on the board, carving out a pattern. Ong's own painting and carving tools are also on display, her gloves, brushes, and paints. When her name is mentioned, many will start to hum her classic tune, Prayer, before they know it. Her fans are impatient for her next musical release. I hope I can come back for a concert at the end of the year or next year. Right now, my plan is to finish my album, and when it comes out, I'll be in concert. Ong revealed that she's working on a new album and expects to release it this or next year. There might even be a concert for fans. Ong has always been keen on a challenge, whether in music, drama or visual art, and she never disappoints. Next Monday, the Taoyuan Union of Pilots will announce the results of a vote to determine whether workers will go on strike this coming Lunar New Year holiday. Travel agencies have voiced concerns that if the strike does go ahead, about 40% of EVA Air passengers could have problem getting rebooked on other flights. Transport Minister Wang Guotai says there is still time to avert holiday travel problems. He says his ministry has urged the airline's chairman to conduct rational negotiations with the union. Let's hear from the minister. 
The Transport Ministry has ordered the Civil Aeronautics Administration to create a response team. I also called EVA Air Chair Lin Baoshui. They are handling the matter. The Taoyuan Union of Pilots has been quite rational in the past. I still trust them, but preventing a strike from happening is our most important goal. The union is demanding a pay raise of 20% for pilots as well as higher allowances for stopovers overseas. It's also asking the company to stop circumventing local laws to hire foreign pilots. It warns that a strike could be called with just 24 hours of warning. EVA Air says it will not miss out on any opportunities to discuss matters with the union. Fishers and a Pingdong County official are denying reports that China has reimposed a ban on the import of the Chinese grouper, a type of fish. China first imposed the ban in the middle of 2022, and just before the presidential election, it lifted the ban. Fish farmers say that currently demand in Taiwan is high ahead of the Lunar New Year holiday, which has driven up prices and as a result, farmers are more inclined to sell groupers in Taiwan rather than for export. Just 21 days before the presidential and legislative elections, China announced that it would reallow imports of Taiwanese grouper. Some reports are claiming that China reimposed a ban on their import the day after the presidential election. Fish farmers are now coming forward to clarify this is not true. <laughs> It's probably not true. We're still operating normally. Prices in Taiwan are relatively high, so we're seeing smaller export sales. Some farmers are a little worried. Demand in the domestic market is still quite strong. China's arbitrary decisions to impose bans or open up to imports has fish farmers worried. An official from the Pingdong County government believes that some may be deliberately spreading disinformation to force prices lower. The shipping facility in Fangliao is preparing to receive more than 20,000 catties of giant grouper from fish farms. Perhaps some people or businesses with vested interests release the reports to try to force prices down. Particularly before the Lunar New Year holiday, demand is huge and prices of all kinds of fish appear to be rising. Among them, there is particularly high demand for giant grouper. When it comes to domestic sales, demand is particularly high for fish weighing 600 grams or 1 kilogram. That has led to supply not being able to meet demand. Prices for 600 grams of fish have even reached 195 NT. The county government is calling on industry players not to listen to rumours or unsubstantiated reports. The Taoyuan city government has unveiled designs for this Year of the Dragon merchandise. This year, the city government collaborated with a local calligrapher to create a spring couplet wishing citizens a happy new year. Also available are lucky charms and red envelopes with indigenous designs. All the festive items can be collected for free at local government agencies and temples. They drum up a storm to usher in happiness and fortune this Lunar New Year. Taoyuan Mayor Zhang Shangzheng and a local calligrapher draw Chinese characters together. With the spring festival just around the corner, the city government has unveiled its festive couplet. The characters read, the dragon brings happiness to Taoyuan. The first character is dragon. Design-wise, we hope the dragon character will bring in grandeur. 
The full character text on the couplet is written in majestic cursive strokes. The city government hopes the work of art will bring prosperity to all in the year of the dragon. The dragon brings happiness to Taoyuan. What that means is that, in the year of the dragon, everyone in Taoyuan will be better and happier. At the same time, the first two characters sound like get together in southern Min language. So we hope everyone can come to Taoyuan and have a good time here. Besides commissioning renowned calligrapher Wang Yuchen to brush the character, we added a golden dragon connecting the top to the bottom and linking up the four characters. I think everyone in Taoyuan will like the couplet. The Taoyuan city government and renowned calligrapher Wang Yuchen have not just teamed up to create spring couplets. Also available are little dragon-themed charms and red envelopes. The design has a small mechanism. If you pull the dragon's tongue down, you'll be able to see it says the dragon brings happiness to Taoyuan on the tongue. The red envelope was designed with a lot of ingenuity. The charm has a one new Taiwan dollar coin, which symbolizes a new beginning, starting anew. The goodies can be collected for free at Taoyuan City Hall and district offices. The charms and red envelopes will be available at Taoyuan's main temple starting from the first day of the Year of the Dragon on February 10th. The Taoyuan City government hopes the merch will bring everyone happiness in the new year. Well, the Year of the Dragon is soon to begin in Jia'i at the City God Temple. Special lucky coins that are set to bring their owners more prosperity are being prepared. They'll be given out at set times in the Lunar New Year to visitors to the temple. There are also a small number of oversized coins made of cypress wood. If you're in Jia'i over the holiday, a visit to the City God could be a fun way to get into the festive spirit. Children perform in special costumes to welcome the god into the temple, various traditional tools in hand. The Jai City God Temple, a national historic site, is getting ready for Lunar New Year 2024. They've launched Lucky New Year's money decorations. 1,500 of these gifts will be given out on the third and fourth days of the Lunar New Year to bring their beneficiaries good fortune. At Lunar New Year, everyone can come to City God Temple for a visit because we're giving out Lucky New Year money. If you haven't yet got a lucky coin, we will give out a limited edition at 9.30 on the third and fourth day of the new year. Those lucky coins can be carried around for good luck. The temple is also producing a limited number of much larger collectible coins made of cypress wood. To give out New Year gifts, people often buy crackers or candies. But actually, everyone is deathly scared of getting fat nowadays. So I think the lucky coin is great. We're expressing the kindness of the city god to all of our friends. Lunar New Year is almost upon us, and this year, Jai City God Temple has prepared dragon emblazoned lucky items for believers. It's a gesture to express warm wishes and blessings for everyone this new year. Pingxi Lantern Festival is also almost here. The annual celebration of light will take place over two days this year with some extra special events. On February 17th, revelers can head to Pingxi Junior High to watch lantern releases and live performances. On February 24th, which is Lantern Festival on the lunar calendar, the festivities will be at Shifen Square.
Some of the special events this year include a photography contest and a ceremony to release prayers for the world from 100 guests of different nationalities. A group of cheerleaders is here in New Taipei to shoot an advert for the Sky Lantern Festival. They walk the famous suspension bridge, check out the stores on Shifen Old Street and Pingxi Old Street, and of course, set off a lantern with prayers. One of the three is CTBC Brothers cheerleader Sammy, here to encourage visitors to attend the festival. There will be a magnificent spectacle here on February 17th and 24th. We have a drumming performance from local schools, junior high and elementary students, and we also have well-known singers. We will give a dance performance on stage in Shifen Square on February 24th. We will perform individually and then as a group. Pingxi Lantern Festival has been dubbed one of the best lantern festivals in the world by international media. Now entering its 26th year, it's offering seven major events, including a photography competition and a simultaneous release of 100 prayer lanterns by guests of different nationalities. We have two brand new events this year. One is the photography competition. The other is that we sought out 100 people from around the world who gave us 100 wishes in writing. We're taking those messages and write or paint them on the Sky Lanterns. That will be the special event this year, and it's a prayer for the whole world. The festival is also partnering with Taiwan Railway for the first time this year to release a limited edition of commemorative bento boxes. If you're on a railway around the festive season, watch out for a way to bring the lanterns into your meal.